It's agreeing with Rubio, but also saying they want to include more aid to state and local governments. You're listening to USA Radio News. We've all heard it. Eat healthy. But what does eating healthy mean? Sure, there are countless diets out there, but they contradict each other. Yet all experts agree we should eat a diet rich in fruits and vegetables. Whole fruits and vegetables are the perfect fuel to power the cells in your body, giving you the stamina you need to handle your day-to-day -day activities. And that's what Balance of Nature is. Whole fruits and vegetables delivered to you in a convenient capsule form for only 22 cents a serving. Our proprietary blend has no additives or fillers, just the full nutritional value of a variety of 31 different fruits and vegetables. Balance of Nature provides you with a natural energy boost without a caffeine crash, a 3 o'clock slump, or an early bedtime. Experience the Balance of Nature difference for yourself by going to balanceofnature.com or by calling 1-800-246-8751 and use discount code USA. Airbnb calling off all reservations next week in Washington, D.C. due to President-elect Joe Biden's inauguration. Continuing coverage of a story I told you about earlier, with the House set to impeach President Trump, where do things stand in the Senate? Former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie telling ABC's Good Morning America he's not exactly sure how this will go down in the Senate. Given what I've heard so far, I think it's unlikely, but it's possible. You know, there's certainly a lot of discontent, um, as was mentioned earlier in your report, um, in the Republican Party, um, and a lot of upset over the conduct that's happened over the last nine weeks, really. Uh, we're now talking about since Election Day. And so, I, you know, you can never, I'm going to put it this way, I wouldn't bet it one way or the other, but if you ask me to make a prediction, I would say it's less likely than likely. Chris Christie, Kate Shaw, Dan Abrams, thanks very much. I'll be anchoring our coverage of the House. In USA Radio News. You're listening to USA Radio News. Have you heard the big news? Vent Blotique Las Vegas has a new name. Now you can call this amazing salon Sparkles Beauty Bar. Sparkles Beauty Bar is a full-service salon specializing in blowouts, makeup, cuts, color, and now mobile services. Same great locations in downtown Summerland and Henderson off of Green Valley Parkway and Horizon Ridge. Check out all they have to offer at sparklesbeautybars.com. That's sparklesbeautybars.com. Let your best hair day be every day. The Retreat on Charleston Peak is an elegant rustic lodge elevated 6,700 feet in Kyle Canyon. The Retreat is a local's getaway featuring cozy hardwood floor rooms, a pet-friendly facility, and beautiful scenery surrounding the entire resort. Don't forget to grab a bite at the Canyon Restaurant, now serving dine-in, takeout, or curbside pickup. The Retreat on Charleston Peak is also perfect for weddings, banquets, and corporate events. Make your reservation today at RetreatOnCharlestonPeak.com. That's RetreatOnCharlestonPeak.com. I have to let you in on a new facial treatment I've just recently discovered. Microcurrent facial treatment. I'm amazed by the immediate results in just a single session. The treatment lifts, tones, and reduces fine lines, leaving me looking years younger and feeling healthier about myself. No pain, no laser, no injections. It's so relaxing and simple, you must try it for yourself. And right now, you can receive a $150 treatment for only $20. Call My Facial Sculpting, 702-666-8080, or set up an appointment online at myfacialsculpting.com. You'll love the results. My Facial Sculpting is located at 4015 East Sunset Road at Green Valley Park. 
Parkway inside High Mountain Healing Spa. Check them out online at MyFacialSculpting.com. My Facial Sculpting, the way to a more youthful you. The thoughts and opinions expressed in the following program are those of the program's participants and do not necessarily represent those of station staff, management, and advertisers. JohnSyndicate.com. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Direct from the Vegas Strip. Are you looking to access the most powerful betting syndicate information directly from the Vegas Wise Guys? The same games that players walk into the casinos and move 5, 10, 20 dimes a game on week in and week out. Learn the secrets of the most powerful betting sources directly from our office to your ears. All you have to do to walk with that air of confidence is pick up the phone and don't stall. Make the call. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Call now. Call free for your access password at johnsyndicate.com. That's www.johnsyndicate.com. Call now. Call free. Hey, this is former odds maker Kenny White now on your side of the counter. Go to oddsxfactor.com where I'm going to reveal all the secrets how to beat the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, and especially college sports. College is my forte. I love totals. I love second halves. And I love in-game. I was seen on 60 Minutes. I can beat the point spread. I was on the other side. Now I'm with you. Go to oddsxfactor.com. 1-800-209-1679. That's 1-800-209-1679. Pick up the phone and make the call. Get today's Consensus Club play absolutely free. Coming from the outside to the inside here at SportsInsidersRadio.com. Get our top consensus play from me, John, yours truly, plus Kenny White and Brian Blessing. It's absolutely free. Don't stall. Make the call. Here we go, another edition of Sports Insider Radio coming to you from Las Vegas, inviting you to check out the website, sportsinsiderradio.com. Brian Blessing, and we got the gang, David Miller, John and Mike in Baltimore. Oh, they're drooling. I know they're drooling. Be careful what you wish for. We'll start with David. Finally, you guys go head to head. I'm excited. <laughs> oh, Mike's talking smack already. I'm I'm laying low, baby. I'm laying low. How you doing, fellas? It was uh, a great day to be a Raven. It was a great week to be a Raven. Knock knock yourself out, man. (laughs) I ain't taking the bait. (laughs) Let's get it. Well, I want to get into this with Dave. Dave, I'm looking at the DB screen. They were one yesterday. Now they're back to two and a half. So is that early sharp money? Is that dumb public money? 
it, it, it was three, then it was two and a half. Then yesterday I saw it zoom down to one, and then I woke up this morning and it's back to two and a half. What do you uh, put into those movements? Wait, hold on, hold on. By the way, we we never said we know what we're talking about. We're talking about Baltimore Buffalo. We, we didn't tell the oh, I apologize. We, we didn't happen we're to tell a, the listeners. Yeah, we're having a private conversation on the air. Sorry. <laughs> well, um, well, if they follow so, us, they already know, and they're laughing with us. Yeah. They get it. <laughs> so, Dave, what do you what do you like? I saw plus one yesterday in a lot of spots, and then plus one and a half, and then I woke up. It was back to two and a half. But when, but but, I, I could have sworn I saw three when they were playing when when Tennessee was playing Baltimore. They could, you know how they throw it out early. I don't know. Yeah, I think yeah, it's yeah. sharp money. Yeah, it, I think it's it was sharp never money both it, ways. Yeah, it was two and a half at the beginning. Then it was two, kind of locked down. Then it went down a little bit. The bottom the bottom line is you're in a dead zone. When you're at two, that number is going to pinball back and forth. Yeah, well, I think the, the the play here is lay one or take three. It's just a standard lay one or take three spot. I don't know. In my opinion, everyone's you guys are very biased on this one. John, give your opinion. Oh no, you're well, biased. So, my, so here's my opinion. If, if I obviously you know, unlike Mike, I am not a fan of. I, I'm only a fan of making money. Um, Looking at the overall stats, and I know you hate when I do this, you know, look, the NFL face. You're lying, though. You love right? the Ravens. You just well, lie. I don't know. That's Mike. That's Mike. That's Mike. Uh, NFL, right now, 146 and 116, the dogs against the spread, up 30 games. 146 and 116. Obviously, all the value's been on every game to the dog side if you're just blindly betting. We'll get into the NBA and the NCAA basketball games later. My personal opinion, and I've said this on many a championship game with Brian over the last 10 years of doing the radio, is I don't think the spread matters in this game. Now, I know you as a fundamental better have systems and, and angles that you use. I don't even think the spread's going to come into play. Whoever wins this game rolls. Buffalo wins. No, definitely they square. roll. Definitely square. Ra- I know. Ravens win. Obviously, Ravens are. Here's the, the point, Brian. I would never care about taking the plus two and a half with the Ravens game because I know if the Ravens cover the two and a half, and it's documented here on the radio, the only way they're covering the two and a half is they win the game outright. They're not losing by two. Right. They're not losing but, by one. But, uh, but I would they're take, winning the game outright. But I would take issue with. So I take the money line if I'm but taking the Ravens. The one thing I would take issue with that belief system, or at least specifically in this one game, um, can it happen? Yes. But I don't see the Ravens going there and blowing them out. Here's the thing, though. With our kicker, we have an automatic three once we cross over the 50, basically. I don't see this ever coming. All right, we'll know next week. I'm not saying who I think is going to win. What I'm saying is I don't think the spread's going to matter. No, I agree with that, but you said they'll roll. I mean, I, I don't. Whoever, I, whoever I, wins. Yeah, but I mean, I don't. Win. I don't see My the Ravens is, going in there winning by seventeen. I don't I see don't that. I don't see. I don't see any sharps trying to set up a middle minus two and a half plus three and a half or minus one plus two and a half. I don't no. see that. I agree. I agree. No, I, middle, I agree with you. The spread. I don't see that, don't see that Bears Saints middle that Dave had five weeks ago where he won betting both sides of the game from a Tuesday to a Sunday. I don't see that. I don't see a middle possibility of Atlanta. No, no. No, absolutely. The people that laid one, if they're solid, they're keeping their options open to grab uh, the other side at at post. 
absolutely those people are keeping See, their options open. Well, I think they are. I, I mean, I don't know what's running through their mind, but the, the, the one thing that the, the the thing that no one's taking into account is I'm doing the exact same thing I did last week. I'm making the same batch of twit chicken wings. Uh, I, you know, I'm going to be situated in the same place, and I'm going to have the same routine. And I'm going to have the same chicken wings. Mike is not going to be at the game. I, you know, the Ravens are in trouble. I mean, we'll move on. We'll move on. Let all the listeners. Let all, you know, at the end, hey, you, hey, Dave, at the end of the day, when you cash the ticket, go, I'm glad I know Brian was getting those chicken wings again. I, well, I want to ask be you making an you. extra batch for them when they come to town. <laughs> well, it's <laughs> not, Brian, it's nice because I've been, I've been waiting for my chicken wings from the last time we made a wager on a game well, like this. Well, no, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on. On those wings. Yeah, I get it. Hold on a second. Don't make it out like I ain't willing to pay off. You're the one, you know, if you want them so bad, pandemic be damned, fly out here and I'll buy you your chicken wings. It, it, you know, I ain't mailing you so, chicken well, wings. We're already, more, we're already, we're already more, planning the, the Raiders-Ravens uh, trip, so don't worry. More importantly, Raiders. what's, the, du- what's, the, what's the double or nothing wager here, Brian? Come on. I'm not, no, I'm not, I know I'm, you I'm, said I'm, earlier. No. I, I, I just want to know why you're afraid to go to Buffalo. I mean, you went to Indy, you went to Tennessee. Why aren't you going to Buffalo? Ooh, that's a very good point. <laughs> so here I'll, get, I'll give you. I'll great. give you the reason. It's only I'll an give hour you the reason. No, right now, I'm not buying it already. Get it. You can't get a ticket. It's not on StubHub. Uh-huh. I've, asked, I've had a couple friends that live in the area. I said, "Can you get me a ticket to the game?" I don't know. You you're a pretty resourceful they guy. Gave, they only gave. 7,000 fans, tickets that are season ticket holders. And obviously, you know Buffalo fans, Brian. Those season ticket holders are not even putting them on the resale market right now. That's how obsessed they are. The Bills Mafia, they want to go to the game. They were crying in the stands when they won the game last week. Do you think they're going to give up any tickets this week? For right, I've never seen it before. StubHub has zero tickets. I'm begging. I'm pleading. Any possible way to get up to Buffalo to watch the Ravens stomp all over Josh Allen and come home with another W like they did last year, but it just right now I just don't have the capability to do so. But again, it's only Wednesday. We have a couple days to go before game time. Things could change, but right now I literally looked on Stub up five minutes before I came on the show. Nothing is available. I've never seen that before. I I don't know, man. Dave, you buying that? Yeah, you need to start going to games uh, where yeah. there's not yeah. a minus on the point spread after Baltimore. Go to this game. I, I think off. I think he only goes to the games he thinks he has a chance to win. Is what's going on? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's what I said. <laughs> uh, I'm not. I'm not. Listen, I'm not a bit worried. What uh, you saw last week, yeah, was yeah. I I saw the, the Ravens put. I saw the Ravens. I saw the Ravens score twenty points. Against a team that SMU would have put thirty-five on. Oh, come on! It's the playoffs. <laughs> you don't see, listen, listen, oh, listen, listen. Hold on, hold on. You got to give me a rebuttal. I'm, I'm allowed to do this. It's it's a friendly show. The Buffalo Bills should have stomped all over the Colts. The Colts are not that good. No, and that's it came not true. Down to the wire. So a team that's at home, they should have been a lot more dominant than they were. But they let Philip Rivers, who can't throw the ball past ten yards, let him back in the game. So 
So I'm not worried. Well, you not see, a bit you 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 were in Tennessee eating brisket, so you didn't see the Bills game where they were starting hot chicken, hot chicken. where they were starting from their own oh, ten. I was watching the game for their, from their from their own. The they started from their own ten yard line four times in the first half. <laughs> and by the way, if anybody listens to this show, you printed money again betting the Bills to cover the first half, which they do religiously, and uh, they won a game honestly. I think you make the case they shouldn't have won. I take big issue with the fact you don't think the Colts are good. I think any team in the AFC is good, was good enough to go win the whole thing. But I'm just not so sure that going out and you're in the huddle and the play is, okay, you guys block and I'm going to run around for 25 seconds and I'll figure something out. I don't know that that's going to work now. Oh, it works all the time. <laughs> that, that's how we win games. And, and, and by the way, it and, and, and by the way, and by the, the way, the game you speak of, when the when the Ravens beat them up there, the Ravens only scored twenty four points. Josh Allen did not have the weapons he has now, and Lamar Jackson only had forty yards rushing in that game. So I wouldn't be hanging my hat on that game a year ago because that was a game that people that gave the blueprint to people on how to beat this guy is make him be a quarterback. And if they make him be a quarterback, Pied, uh, Poyer or Hyde will get a pick in this game. Like Maybe. Okay. We, we shall see. But, Brian, <laughs> I mean, you know, with the game last week with the Bills, just remember, good teams win, but great teams cover. I was all over the Colts. Cash the ticket, and that's all that matters. So the Ravens you know, not I, only will win, but they will cover. I will say this, Brian. I never text you, and I watched that second quarter. It was like every flag, every challenge. You know, it was just amazing. Like, like, and I said, that's the wildest second half I've ever seen. They went down 90. So yeah, let's go under review in favor of the Bills. Under review in favor of the Bills. So it's like I don't see – like I, it's not me being a fan. I just see if you really, like, cannot be emotional. I mean – Shouldn't the line really be pick them on this Ravens game? No, probably. I think I think so. No, I, 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 I'm going to take a plus three. Well, I think if you if you say that they're even, even even if you say they're even, I mean the, the there are actually they said the 6700 sounded la- loud and were impactful in the game, but I mean, why should the game honestly? Tell me what I'm missing here. I mean. The Ravens, I give them, I give them full marks. They went in and they beat Tennessee, and they held Henry to 40, 40 yards rushing. But you know, they they only put twenty points up on a team that was giving up like thirty five a game. And going in, everybody's doing a cartwheel about the Ravens. They beat the Jags, the Giants, and what was the other garbage team they played? I, you know, I I don't know what's this massive love affair. With the, the Ravens, I mean, if they if, if they don't win the miracle half, they don't win the miracle game against the Browns. You know, they're not even in the playoffs. So, I mean, the Bills are thirteen and three, and the games they lost were to Tennessee and Kansas City when Josh Allen was hurt, and the other game they lost on a hail mary. Why wouldn't the Bills be favored in this game? Well, you could also look at it, the the other side uh, with the Ravens, where I just the majority did. of the year. We had COVID, where we had a lot of games where we played with a basically a makeshift team. And the games that we lost to were against the Chiefs. We lost against the Steelers the first time that we literally had the game and we should have beat them early in the season. We lost the Steelers again, where we had a basically a backup squad that played against that game. 
and then we lost to Tennessee at home in, in overtime, which they had a decent season throughout the year. So if you roll that all in, and then the Patriots game was in a monsoon up in New England, which is a tough place to play anyway. All the games were tough, and at the end of the day, I look at teams, aside from being a fan, the momentum going into the playoffs, you want to be hot at the right time. Yeah, but, look, the Bills Mike, are extremely but, but, hot. But Mike, they're, both, they're both powerhouses Mike, going against each other. It's going to be a great game. I mean, Mike, they beat the Browns 47-42. Okay. They, they were, but then they beat the Jaguars, the Giants, and the Bengals and only put up 20 on Tennessee, who literally couldn't stop a blocking sled. On the road, it's a different game, Brian. You know that. Ah, come on. In the playoffs, on the road. I don't know, just, man. It's I, not about blowing the team out. You don't, you, you don't see this happening in the playoffs often where there's just complete blowouts especially this year with the lack of home field, teams that are coming in, they're close games no matter what, within a possession or two, and they're just not blowouts. So for us to come in there and win the game, being down 10 points early, the momentum of our team being healthy right now and having the confidence, that means something going into the next game because, one, right now Lamar has the monkey off his back. So do the Bills. be able to do what he wants. So do the Bills. The Bills haven't won a playoff game in 25 years. <laughs> I, mean, what, I mean, how, how are you ignoring that? But okay, he'll give you one more. Who who blitzes? Who's the who who blitzes the most? What team blitzes the most in the NFL? I don't know. You should know this. Please, please let me know. The Ravens. The most. Well, they blitz the they they don't blitz that much anymore. Well, they are the number one team blitzing in the NFL this year. You know who the number one quarterback was thrown against the blitz? Josh Allen. Let me guess, Josh Allen. Yeah. Well, can I can I move on from the Ravens game for a no, second? I got well, a question no, for I, Dave. The funny, <laughs> hey, hey, no, hey, Dave. <laughs> I tell you, Mike and I talked this morning. He goes, he, he's like, he's, he's ready to go. I'm like, Mike, don't even bother, buddy. I said, you're bringing a squirt gun to a bazooka fight. Look, here's here's my question. My worst loss, my listen, my worst loss of the weekend was the Seattle was Seattle. That was my worst loss, my highest rated play that I bet the most money on. So the question is for Dave, since your team is out of it right now, do you do you are you a buyer of the Rams off the Seattle win or are you a buyer of the Bears in terms of the number being six and a half or would you be a buyer of the Rams once it got to seven? Oh man, that's that's a tough game. <laughs> the Packers just cover. Uh, that's a tough one. Can I let somebody else go? Yeah. Well, while you're thinking about it, I would just say this: I were you surprised at the at the, how bad Seattle played? Yeah, absolutely, Dave? absolutely, yeah, absolutely, yes. If you remember yes. last week, and I, and and I've got one, I've got another one, I've got another one. This is my play, Dave. All right, we said last week. That Rams-Seattle game, like the under, but the best play in that game was Chris Carson rushing yards over because they terrorized Russell Wilson and Carson, they would have to run the football. He comfortably went over his prop for yardage. That was my play in that game. My no, play, a good call, yeah. My play in the Cleveland-Kansas City game is I'll be playing Jarvis Landry over receiving yards. That would be maybe one of my best plays of these four games because of his own accord, Jarvis Landry can get the yardage to go over. 
But if Kansas City gets a big lead and become make the Browns one-dimensional and then the Chiefs start playing a prevent defense to not let them score fast, Jarvis Landry is going to get 10 and 12-yard catches one after the other when they're playing a prevent defense. Jarvis Landry is my play for the weekend, receiving yards over. What do you guys think about the Browns-Chiefs 10? Let's, let's hear everybody's opinion on that. Browns in the first half. Okay. Uh, Beast from the East? Might have to change I mean, your name after yeah. this week. Right. <laughs> from what I mean, honestly, I, I like the Browns getting 10 up because the way that I've seen the Chiefs play, and they're undefeated in the last, you know, they've had a lot of games where they were just close games, even though they're winning most of their games, and they've been on a really good roll for the last two months, they're just not blowing teams out. And what I've noticed that there, you could see certain kinks like the, the Falcons game, you could see their defense was exposed. So I think there's a formula not to say that they could beat them, but there's a formula to take the ball out of Mahomes' hands and to be able to control the ball. And, you know, Mahomes, as good as he is, he still gambles a lot and he makes a lot of mistakes because he's just such a gunslinger. So if you could just catch him on a bad day, I just think 10 points is a lot. You saw what they did in the playoffs last year against the Texans. They came down early, and they were down a large amount. So, you know, not saying last year really matters to this year's formula and this year's team, but the Chiefs are just not blowing teams out and getting double digits in the the playoffs of a hot team like the Browns right now is a big deal. The Chiefs have not covered Mm -hmm. a spread. Since November 1st, they have literally wow. taken a big lighter to the better's money. And I, I was, no go- and I was going to mention that they were behind 21-0 off a bye last year to Houston. Last year's last year. They fell behind all the time and came roaring back. They did the same thing in the Super Bowl. But I would say this. If they do start slow coming off the bye, I think it's safe to take Cleveland – in, in in the in the first half, because don't forget, Cleveland, albeit now nah, I wouldn't even say it was you know an easy win. I mean because they, they were wearing a diaper in the second half, but they played on Sunday night, so they got a kind of a short week and to turn around a little bit. But I kind of like Cleveland to get off to a good start, and, and the one thing is Cleveland has the better running game, but Cleveland is actually a weird team in that I think they're one of the one of the few teams in the league. It's it's not necessarily the the optimum plan, but the Browns can go up and down the field and score, and and all they want to be is within you know shouting distance at the end of the third quarter. So well, I think I think you, you know, see a lot of points. Here here's the thing with you know you say they haven't covered since blah 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 blah. Okay, well that was like when Dallas was like one in seventeen against the spread. But the truth is, if you bet on Kansas City. Every game since week one, you're seven and nine. You're down two games against the spread. So, you know, when you look at the obviously the, the, the best team currently in the, in, in the playoffs against the spread, the two best teams, it's funny. Bills and Buffalo, obviously Miami had the top spot. They're out 11 and five. Uh, Buffalo and Bills are identical against the spread, 11 and six. Followed, you know, you say they cover every game, uh, but again, that's recent history. They're, Green Bay's not as good against the spread as Baltimore or Buffalo, David. They're only 10-6 and six against the spread. 
Um, the Rams are 10 and seven against the spread. Um, so it's it's really tricky when you're when you're talking about. We always say throw out the last couple of games. I mean, really, um, I wouldn't put it past this being a letdown spot. Again, you'll say square, Dave. Obviously, everybody's going to be looking at the last game when Cleveland rolled. I won't be surprised if this is the team that Kansas City turns it up. And also, Tennessee has the Kansas City has the benefit of all three teams of already being played that weekend. So you got to remember, we got two games on Saturday, and then you got the other two on Sunday, and they're the late games. So they already know the results of every game before they even hit the field. Now they can be the last one and go, all right, guys, you had your fun. I still, you know, let's just let, let us show you what we can really do and turn it up. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do we move to the fourth game? Discuss that one. Well, Tampa sure. and okay. Well, this is this is the most interesting one. It's not a standard spot either way. I don't think. So, that means there will probably be a debate here. New Orleans minus three to Tampa at home. What do you? New Orleans at home. What do you guys think? My, I mean, my preference. It's it's tough to go against New Orleans right now. With they've had, they finally got healthy. They got all their guys back. They've completely humiliated Tampa Bay um, in the two matchups earlier in the season. And you know, with what they're how they're playing the game and having a healthy, you know, Drew Brees looks like his old self. It took him a couple weeks to recover. But he's finally playing well. You know, he got Michael Thomas back. The other receivers, they had a lot of work with Drew Brees while Michael Thomas was out. So you could see that they're a lot better route running and the connection with Brees and those guys like Emmanuel Sanders and, and Cook, the tight end. Um, there's a couple other guys as well, Traquan Smith. But, you know, you could just see the, the cohesion coming together at the right time of the year, and they're playing at home. But at the end of the mm-hmm. day, it's, it's going to be a track meet, I think, just like the Cleveland game. Um, it's going to be a lot of points scored. Tampa Bay looks like they're clicking on all cylinders as well. Finally, Antonio Brown has has got his legs under him, and you could just see the he's just playing so much better and a lot more confident with Brady. Um, aside from the first couple games that they played together, now that they just they see that comfort level there, so it's just it's going to be up to the Tampa defense. We know New Orleans defense is tremendous; they're incredible. They've been they rush the passer well. They they have a good secondary, good linebackers. It's are they going to be able to get to Brady um, and make him uncomfortable, which is the formula for Brady forever. Uh, but it's you know it's hard to beat a team three times in one year. So it's it's Brady. It's it's a really cool matchup having quarterbacks mm-hmm. over the age of forty playing against each other. I mean it's you know having Rodgers in the playoffs, having Breeze, having Brady. I mean it's people take for granted what we're really seeing here. How cool it is to see mm-hmm. these. You know, prima donnas, the best of the best, playing in the playoffs in divisional weekend. But I mean, personally, you have to play. You have to play the Saints, from my perspective. Not saying I'm playing the game, but I just can't take against Brady. I mean, sorry, against Breeze at home with that defense and just on that turf. They just play lights out on that turf every year. I'm waiting to the last second, and I think the public gets involved. They'll bet Brady in the over, and I'm betting the under. I I think they move the ball both teams like crazy between the twenties, but I think they struggle to put it in the end zone. I 
you know, Breeze, everything he does now is dink and dunk. Brady looks great, but that's a good Saints defense. I think I think there'll be a lot of yards, but I think there'll be some struggles in the red zone and a few turnovers to boot. I I I, I to me the bet I like the under a lot in this game. Yeah, that sounds solid. Yeah, I'm 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 under and Saints in the under. I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm torn. I, I don't know who wins the game. I, I will say this. Brady's throwing the ball as good as he ever has. He really is. It's tough. I mean, they, they both look really, really good this far into the season. They're finally clicking on all cylinders. I mean, you saw what – and Breeze, that, you're right. He's just not throwing the ball down the field. He's not using Michael Thomas of old. But they're just they're not making the mistakes and they're not turning the ball over and they're letting their defense, which is wasn't the fact for many years, their defense is actually keeping them in games and, and making turnovers. So, you know, it's it's gonna be a turnover battle for sure. And it's the question the, the big question is, are they able, gonna be able to get to Brady with four without blitzing him? And you know, the receive he's got the weapons. I mean, Brady literally petitioned for all these pieces to be with him in Tampa Bay with getting Gronk down there, getting Fournette down there, getting Antonio Brown down there, and, and now they're all clicking on all cylinders. I mean, it's pick your poison. Is it going to be Mike Evans? Is it going to be Godwin who's been having really good games of late? Is it Antonio Brown who's really coming into his own and really comfortable? Or is it Gronk who really was a non-factor last game and Cameron Brait really came in as a second tight end? Because we all know Brady loves his tight ends in those double tight end sets. Is it going to be Gronk that's going to be the playmaker this game? So it, it, I'm really excited for this game, aside from obviously the main focal point for the weekend for me, which is when the Ravens, again, little little stab, going to the stadium and come back and be a victor. Sorry, Brian. I, I just can't let it up. Can't, can't let off the pedal. I'm going to be texting you every single day and probably on the hour on Saturday. He's going to turn Every his phone off. He's going to turn his phone off on Saturday hey, night. Hey, so, I'll, you know what? No, I'll, I'll, he I'll called tell you, me I'll, this morning. He called me this morning just to irritate me. He knew that's he not true. Called me before the show. No, I was he returning. Said, well, I was returning your text. But you know what? What I would say is that late Saturday night they petitioned the governor to leave the restaurants open because it's a night game, and everybody. We'll be putting hot sauce on these on, on the Ravens eating Ravens wings. So listen, yeah. can I ask you guys? Do you think it matters? Omg! That, do you think it matters that the game's Saturday instead of Sunday? To these guys like the one day differential, or does this means nothing? Um, no. In terms of rest, injuries. Well, et cetera, I mean, well, the, well, the Bills played Saturday, Saturday right? So. Right. I mean, the, so the the Bills have a shorter week. Or a, right. a, a day more than the Ravens? No, I don't think so. It's um, got to have some value, even if it's very, very thin. It's got to have at least like five cents of it. There has to be some value put on it, but it's really small, I think. Yeah, you know, I go, I go back to it too, though. I would say this: the, the Ravens invested so much, they've made such a push, uh, and, and, and you know, they were just so desperate to dance on the logo. They wanted to beat them so bad. Um, you know, I wonder if they invested so much energy in that one. Uh, their defense played really, really good. I mean, their, their defense. Well, that's be- the Browns. What about the Browns? That's the Browns game. That was like their Super Bowl, finally knocking off 
Yeah. The Steelers like that. So I'm worried they're at a big emotional disadvantage. You know what, David, though? I think the Browns, it's funny. We did talk about this last week, though. No one, you know, the coach isn't there. Uh, All the pressure was on the Browns to beat the Steelers' backups just to get in the playoffs. That's where the pressure was. Anything after that, the season's a success, and they were going in there playing with house money. Hell, they may be doing to have the same mindset again this week. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, the, I mean really, yeah, the pressure. You know, the pressure for them was Week 17. Uh, Dave, as you guys know, I'm a, a rabid second half guy, and I will tell you, you know, you're always in the back of my brain, Dave. You know, like I took Cleveland in the second half, bad move, old school square. It's squares have been so. Let's just put this out there: squares are winning in the second half playing reversion to the mean. Like, yeah. nobody's following yeah. through in the second you're right. half. You, you're right. And I've been getting yeah, my teeth right. kicked in with these teams just, <laughs> oh, yeah, Pittsburgh. Oh, yeah, let's lay six and a half in the second half. Bam, they just roll. It really is irritating to see none of these teams follow through. And I don't know if that's a playoff thing. They're just playing for the win. And you pretty much know anything this weekend. If a team has some crazy lead at halftime, I'm putting it out there. I might have to be the square and switch up, Dave, and start – Chasing the chasing no. the losing team in the second half. No, it's it's minus EV off the top. Don't do it. Minus EV off the top. So what Trust do you me. say when you have a weekend like that where literally every team just bounces in the second half? Do I need to say it? It's three words. Small <laughs> sample it. size. Small sample okay. size. I think that you was didn't look at that Cleveland number, number yeah. and go, "Wow, that's can't believe Cleveland's not laying like." I saw six and a half before it popped to seven. I was like, "This." I mean, Pittsburgh. I was like, "This is ridiculous." I still obviously well, took. It was because I they took just Cleveland so bad. It was just because the Steelers looked so bad. People were, but the, I think they didn't. They close out the first half with seven. So they I mean, did. the Steelers. Yeah. So that they kind did. of. Okay, we have momentum going. You know, in your average person's mind, we have momentum going, and uh, you know. So yeah, well, I, I will. These are tough spots. I, I will say this. Let's say let's say Buffalo, let's say hypothetically, Brian, Buffalo's up ten nothing at halftime. Or they have a ten point lead at halftime. I w- it would be hard for me to chase Buffalo in the second half. Vice versa, if the Ravens were up ten, it would be hard for me to chase the Ravens. Like I would be looking for each team to be playing very close to the vest in the second half for the win. And look for the other team to win the second half, if, especially if the total, if if it's three now, let's say, and then in the second half they made it three again, and the you know whoever's down only has to win by three. I, I can't see taking the dog in the second half, and I've been following this stuff very closely, and it's same. It just seems to me same thing with obviously Kansas City. If Kansas City is up twenty-one to ten in the first half, then I'm the reverse of you. Then I'm taking Cleveland in the second half. Because I don't think Kansas City's going to just... Up, if, if Kansas City's up 21-10... I'll chase yeah. Cleveland in the second half, right. Well, you're not you're not really chasing... Well, Brian originally yeah. said he likes Cleveland in the first half. I'm saying I'd rather wait and, and see what the second half, what the halftime scores, then get involved in that game with such a big spread. I, I just think you're both wrong. If you like Cleveland, sprinkle in <laughs> some first half, sprinkle in some full game, and then no matter what the score is, try to look to play them the second half because they're keying the pregame spread and whatever action we've, we've seen already. It, it, I, I mean, other than one thing I think that's not factored in enough, one guy convinced me of this, I think he's right, is who gets the ball, you know, uh, after halftime. 
I really think there's some thin value there. Sure, it could be factored in a little bit, but I, I just don't think enough. So that's one well, fundamental. Only if that, that team that sco- only if that only if that team scores, because if you're factoring in who gets the ball first, as Brian would know, there's always a prop bet that team scoring first minus 140, minus 130. So, I mean, the reality is if you're putting emphasis, I mean, I I hear you, the guy convince you of it, but, I mean, Brian, isn't that like where you'd say, okay, well, Buffalo's getting the ball first, I'm going to take a minus 130 to score first. They got to score on that first drive. Otherwise, the value, if they don't score on that first drive, no, whoever I mean, gets after the ball half-time. first. No, that's what no, I'm talking about. I, whoever I, gets I, the I ball think, yeah, I think if you just line up all our fundamentals that we've talked about for a year and a half, if you line all the fundamentals up and have the discipline to play those games only if your team gets the ball after halftime, I think your win rate would go up. I think it's just the strongest fundamental other than fading a but, comeback. I think if am I wrong? fading a comeback and gets the ball first, this is the nuts. If they that's, score that's on that first drive. If they score no, on either that way, first long run, run they, might, they might not, you know, we, we talk long run. If you just, right. the next thousand games that you're fading a comeback, your team gets the ball, and you shop around, you're going to be plus a lot of units over those thousand picks in the long run. Right. Sometimes you won't score, sometimes you'll score, so whatever. But if you just do those three things, listeners, check who gets the ball uh, after halftime. So you have to, it's a lot of work, right? When it's kicking off on a Sunday morning, you have to write down who, every team that got the ball. You're fading a comeback. You're, you're going contrarian. Your team gets the ball and you shop around. That's the, the ultimate second half strategy right there. Nothing so, better. So, so if you got that strategy, then. It's the best. Yeah, it's the best but to, to do it at halftime. But what about a preemptive strike with in-game wagering halfway through the first quarter, how things are going out, and you go, if they get a late score at the end of the half and then get the ball to start the second half. That's what Belichick does all the time, where you get a 10. Well, you could combine uh, it. Yeah, you could combine it. Okay, we got the ball, we're going to get the ball again, and we're going contrary. Now shop around. Kind of the same concept, but it's a lot easier for an amateur to just, they wrote down on a piece of paper who gets the ball, and then they have 10 minutes to do it. Not a thirty-second commercial, but yeah, same concept. Well, let me ask you, Mike. Just out of curiosity, do you 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 follow them closely? What do the Ravens usually do if they win the toss? Do they defer? Yes. The Bills do the same thing. So okay, whoever, that, whoever, this is is this who, is where is this the analytics that we're coming down to on this game? Who's going to defer the coin toss? Doesn't matter. Well, it is, well it's important Doesn't for second half, Brian. Brian. But second half betting is definitely important. It doesn't matter. Oh, you guys are missing the bigger huge. picture. What's the bigger Stephon picture? Stephon Diggs no, is going to th- throw the game because he's a Maryland boy and he wants Lamar to win the whole game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shoot. That's see, the, the, see, you guys forgot about that piece, Brian. You didn't You didn't write that down in your notes. No. No, no I've, I've already. I know how this is going to play out, and I, like I see, I, I'm not taking your bait. The one thing that the the one thing that's I don't think you should call Brian. You should Facetime him on. No, Saturday. no. The one thing I, no, I just I, I'm going to be hitting Facetime all day. Honestly, I just feel bad for John because here's I, what I think. You well, wait, do. wait, wait a minute. Wait, let me finish. Wait, 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 wait a minute. I, 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 do. I just don't. Want, I'm worried about your your 16 year old kid throwing the remote through the TV. <laughs> so listen, that, that's what I'm worried about. Here's the funniest thing. 
he was talking to himself <laughs> when we were down 10 nothing. I looked over to him. I said, you're not throwing a town yet, buddy, are you? He goes, no, 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 because I didn't have it. I purposely didn't wager on that game because I just had to have this authentic be a fan for once, root with my son, picked him up from his mother, took him over to my house, neck, making him popcorn, hand him the bolt. Next thing I look up, he's like, stops eating, frozen, it's 10 nothing. I got Mike at the game. He's FaceTiming me. And I looked at him. I said, all we need is just to be in the game at halftime. And, you know, that would have that was an interesting in-game live wagering opportunity. But I will tell you what, it was amazing because he got very irritated. And then we'll move on. The announcers kept saying, the Ravens are the only team in the NFL that being down 10 nothing have never come back to win a game. And he started, he says, they always find a negative angle. They always, I said, that's their job, buddy. They always find a negative angle. So it's, like, amazing. They have all the stats ready to roll. Mike, obviously, is the game. He's not listening to that. They just keep pounding it. There's no way they, they've never won a game down by 10. Um, so it was just kind of funny. And I should have grabbed my laptop and went all in live betting. But I didn't, and so it is. It is. But here's my idea. Instead of instead of Mike flying to Buffalo, why doesn't he get on the plane and fly to Vegas, and you guys can watch the game together? Absolutely not. That's yeah, fine. I've already I've, I've already made plans. We we have it all worked out. I'm, Absolutely no, not. No, I, well, no. Your I've, wife will put him out on the balcony with the mask and the wings. Go ahead. Oh, he's not, he's not allowed in my house. <laughs> no, I, I've, 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 I'm, I'm no, he's not coming. He's not coming anywhere near my house. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't want that either. He's, I can't he's, not that. Com- he's not coming over what, wearing purple at my house. No, I've already, <laughs> I've already made, I've already made plans. I'm flying home. I'm flying to Buffalo to watch the Super Bowl with my best friends. We've already got it all. It's all hooked. We're good. Oh, yeah. hey, so Brian, I'm gonna. I, I just be wary about these Super Bowl plans. I had the same plans last year. I had plane tickets. I was ready to go. It was like the, everything was just opening up. The Titans at home were the number one overall seed. Of course, we're making it to the Super Bowl. Didn't quite get there, so just just be careful about Can making I, plans weeks ahead. Dave, real be quick, careful. for the listeners out there, I want to ask you on the air live in real time because it's rare with early basketball. What is the fundamental? Right now I'm looking at St. Bonaventure. Fordham just went into halftime. Line closed at St. Bonaventure minus 13. Second half is minus seven. You know this because you're looking at the same try thing to, I'm looking at. And it's 37-37. You try to, well, you try to get more than two. Auto, you try to get in a tie game like that, you try to get more than two-thirds of the pregame spread. So sometimes you'll see like eight there in a tie game, and it was 13, and, and this is a decent spot. Seven is kind of. But this is not. Yeah. No, so seven is not. You'll see it too. You'll even you'll even see like nine when it was thirteen. Or or another thing you can do, let's say it opens seven and a half or eight, the people will bet it up to to say over two thirds of the spread, and then this is an auto bet. This is a very strong fundamental. So did you auto bet Miami like I did yesterday and lose in overtime in the second half? The Heat. Uh, yeah, I won. They lost by three. I right. I won. No, I won my bet there that I had. I had a bet, but it wasn't. You're talking about. Well, I had heat, a Miami right? plus nine in the second half, and I lost in overtime. Against I had plus three and a half in game, but and oh, I know I won okay, by you half. did the end game. Okay, so now while yeah. I'm talking to you, for all the listeners, while I'm talking to you, it just went to seven and a half. So you're basically saying if it went to eight, 
then you have value on an auto bet spot. Well, and I'm not, you know, seven, I'm just... Well, because well, seven, uh, this is this is really getting technical, uh, but but whoever gets the ball, it, it, it matters. The possession matters too a little bit, but basically that seven sounded kind of like, because I'm telling you, it's usually like like eight here. It just opens eight. So something tells me they don't get the ball. Something tells me the under the, the underdog gets the ball, gets the possession. I don't know. I'm not looking at the game closely, but usually it would be eight there. So, right, so my the, phone. So, so I'm starting favorite, to get texts now. What should I do? So now, what no, about no, no. what if about? The favorite, if, hold on, let me say something. If the favorite gets the ball, and it's seven, that's almost an auto bet on the favorite. Got it. Yeah, in a tie game. Yeah. Listen but to but what we learned in this show, Brian. Half, I got to know who's getting the ball. The dog. Brian, you hear this? It I got to know I'm now, not, not only it. in football. <laughs> now in football and basketball, I got to figure out who's getting the dog. Who's getting the ball in the no, second no, no, half. No, 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 not in NBA, though, because it's 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 neutral, because it, it goes 1-1. But in college, yeah, the, the one possession matters in the long run. But, but yeah, it. just to really follow this, the stakes aren't high enough where it's really worth it to. But in football, it's definitely worth it. And so, so, so all the. I, so hold on, let me let me say something. So all the people that bet second half, the pro betters, they 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 write down really quick who gets the ball. Just they all do eight. that. It just went to eight. So this is good yeah. learning experience. I just it's it's a good learning experience for people that are listening to not just totally chase. Uh, and again, the last second half question, and then I want to go over some stats. Were, were you the guy? I didn't. I'm not talking about the original wager. Was was there an auto bet spot on the Rockets in the second half? Just for the or no? Yesterday. Yeah, I had it. I I had the Rockets yeah, I knew, all, all I figured, over and over. I figured you did. Okay. Well, whenever, whenever, okay, here's, here's another fundamental. I'll say some fundamentals. I don't care. Whenever a team is, is getting crushed and the more public the team is crushing them, there's always a built-in skew. Now, this could be – I'm saying in the long run there is. I'm not saying every single time. So what that means is in-game or that could mean second half. But they do factor in like a let-up. So if a team is up – let's say 23 in the middle of the third. I'm trying to remember the situation. Yeah, okay, that's what it was. I remember they were up 23. It was it was uh the sharpest the sharp places had it 19, but then you could almost get 19 and a half or 20 at at all the others at all the other places. And this is yeah. this is a standard spot. So you so you know you have a built-in skew on the global price. Even even at the sharpest books, there's a built-in skew, and then you know that with that built-in skew, also shopping around for a half point or a point, that for sure you have a plus EV bet in the long run. Because you're trying to com- combine many fundamentals and things that are positive expectation, and when they all align on one side of the bet, this is obviously what we what we call the nuts. I mean, this is what you're what you look for these opportunities. So that was a good game, but it didn't work out so well in the in the Cavs game. That and was then, a disaster. And would there have been any reason? Would there would there have been any reason to take the Nets? I had the Nets for the game, and I got I look at it like man, they came back and rolled. Would there any been any reason for the listeners to take the Nets at halftime, getting crushed, or Brooklyn, and they came back and they just rolled in the second half? So you know, well, because a lot of clients ask me about these situations. Well, at one point, yeah, because at one point they were down. I think they were down at one point 
I want to say 12. I think they were down like 12. And it right. was nine. It was nine. And then th- this is a neutral spot, though. What you're, what you're really trying to do in this business, in pro sports, more in pro sports, you're, you're, because they take higher stakes and, and they're more one-sided in pro sports, you're trying to find built-in skews to the global price. And then you key that in any situation, pregame, second, half. And then, and then you're going contrarian, keying their price, knowing that there already is a skew there. And now you, now you can really find good spots. So that was just a neutral. Like people weren't loading up to bet Denver and people weren't loading up to bet the net. It, there was no built-in skew. So this type of situation is a lot tougher. So let me ask you this move back to the NFL for Brian and Dave. So let's just say Brady's getting blown out at halftime. Is there a built-in skew for Brady to come back and that will be reflected in the second half line? Well, it depends how bad. If it's like 28 to 3, now you have to get into your average person's mind and the bookmakers do that. So 28 to 3, your average person's going, ah, they're done. Now, if it's like if it's I think like the average person 20, is saying, well, they came, they, they've they done, done it many a times, i.e. Atlanta in the right, Super Bowl. So, so, so if it's 28 to 13, yeah, but it, the score matters too and how bad it, how ugly it looks because we're all staring at one game. We don't have a lot of games going. So this is when, yeah, you really need to get into the mind of your average person. So now if it's 28-13, Brady drives it down, he scores or, or jumping up and down, 28-20, now I think, depending on the pregame action, now we need to also think of what the pregame action was. Uh, where where was their liability? Which team? Now, if it's neutral liability, it gets a lot tougher. But let's say they were one-sided on, on Tampa Bay, and this situation happens, 28-13, they finish the first half with seven. There, there, should be a, there will be a built-in skew. And what you could do to really be solid is not bet at the beginning of the halftime. Kind of let the public, like, knowing that there's already a built-in skew, they're going to bet into it anyway. You get the built-in skew, and you still fade the move. So now you have a double fundamental there. And now you shop around, and, and now you have a really good uh, plus positive expectation bet. You know, I'm, I hope that answered your question. I'm just upset that none of you guys uh, said Merry Christmas to me today. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. I'll hit you with uh, the double. It's Christmas morning, man. <laughs> the NHL starts tonight. Oh, it, I was getting ready to get in there with oh, you in a minute. I want uh, It's going to be I, awesome. So, can I can I just for the listeners out there, can I just bet every plus 200 make money? Um Can I just Can you just give me Can you just tell me to just give me the blessing to bet the Blackhawks tonight, please? They're plus 240. How can you have a game opening night where a team's laying 245? They, I mean, come on. Well, take the puck line, and that's the better way to do it in the long run. Shop around on the puck, on the puck line. I don't know anything about the game. I'm just saying what you should do in the long but, run. But I'm asking you, uh, uh, a couple clients asked me, Brian, you know, can, you know, the way I bet flat bet, you know, the way I'm a dog better in baseball, can I just say, okay. You know, well, this is, I'll, t- is- I'll tell you where to do it. Where to bet? Where to bet the dog blind? Because it's a fifty games, fifty-six game sprint instead of eighty-two games, and they're playing everybody back-to-back games. You bet the dog the majority of the time in the second game uh, because the team that the team that loses the first game is going to come firing back in the second game, probably with their starter 
deep into the season against the other team's backup, and they're going to be a dog. So yeah, no, the dogs dogs are going to bark a lot this year. There's no doubt. Let me let me. Can I say something about that? So let me ask you a question. I, I forgot. I don't know what he just said. He said it was minus two forty. So so let's say let's say there's a plus two ten, and then in the second game, so the plus two ten loses. Let's say in the second game it's plus two ten again. Do you think that plus two ten in the long run on the second game? has more value than that first one, like the revenge factor yes. over the two games is worth a lot. What do you yeah, think it's yes, worth in yes, the long run? Yes, only in this unique instance where these teams are playing back-to-back games. Because you yeah. can't, you cannot afford to go on two, three, four-game losing streaks because in the standings you'll drop like a rock. And the angst and the hate that's going to be built up. And then the other thing is coaches will make adjustments to turn right around and play the same team. So just well, because what happens you, what happens on a Wednesday doesn't mean the same thing's going to happen on Friday. Do you think the spreads will go up or down and factor this in one way or the other, or no? Like basically, in, will that in plus time, ten the next game in time. I I, so, I think I think by the end of the third week, you know, if you see something along the lines of the teams that lose the first game end up being twenty and ten in the second game, then they'll start baking it into the cake. So, so that plus two ten on game two. Let's say they get crushed, like five to one. Do you think that plus two ten the second game will be plus two thirty at the beginning of the year? I think this is the nuts. Short term revenge adjustments, the public overplaying game one. Uh, no, this is definitely what I'm going to look for blindly, not knowing much about well, hockey. Well, and, and the other, but the other thing is that you're going to have. See, I would think out of the gate, teams won't be that worried about it because they're all fresh as a daisy. But once you get two, three weeks into the season, a lot of times the team that wins the first game is going to play their backup in the next game. And the team that lost the first game can't afford a losing streak, and they may come back with their starter. So even though they're going to be a big dog, it's going to be a starter against a backup with revenge. There's going to be all kinds of things. And won't be factored in? Uh, I would I would say maybe, but I mean, somewhat not enough. I don't know, not enough. I mean, uh, hockey. There's so yeah, much I'm stuff. There's so stuff. much stuff. There's so much stuff that falls through the crack on hockey numbers. I mean, they'll make a total in the game five and a half, and word comes out well, a backup goalie is going to play, that, and they don't even you know make you know make it ten fifteen cents to the over. They that's don't what even, I was going to ask you. That's what I was going to ask you, Brian. Every game tonight is six or six and a half. It's it's really high. Every game. Six, six is the lowest spread, and, uh, and six and six and a half in a well, lot of places on yeah. a lot of these games. Well, I would watch early. I'd say buyer beware coming out of the gate. But I mean, who has the edge? You know, is it is it the players or is the passing off or is it? The, Are there going to be fans in these games, Brian? Before we very have the show? few, uh, only a handful of markets. Basically, no. So home home ice advantage does matter because the coach gets to get the last change in the game on home ice. So the home team will have the matchup they want seventy percent of the time. So home ice advantage matters more in hockey than it does in football with the offense going against no fans. It's good stuff, guys. Mike. I I, I I can't even say best of luck to you. It's going to be fun. Uh, yeah, I still think you're afraid. Go to Buffalo. Have a good time. <laughs> All right. It's SportsInsiderRadio.com. I turned him down. He has no way to come back. I love him. I love the boys. We love doing it. Check it out. SportsInsiderRadio.com. It's the Vegas Board. Tuesday morning at 10 on AM 1400. KSHP North Las Vegas. And KSHP.com.
USA Radio News with Tim Berg. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell won't reconvene the Senate early to accept an article of impeachment, ensuring a trial won't take place until after President Trump leaves office. The House is continuing to debate a second impeachment of President Trump. Republican Congressman Matt Gates of Florida saying, This president has faced unprecedented hatred and resistance from big media, big tech, and big egos from congressional leaders on both sides of the aisle. Before the rioters tore through that glass, Speaker Pelosi stood at that rostrum and tore through the president's State of the Union speech, inciting anger, resentment, division. The Ohio State University is announcing a discovery of a new variant of the coronavirus.